Welcome to Kingdom Light Church. We believe this message by Sean Basson will find entrance in your heart and impact in your life in a supernatural way. For more information, please visit our website, Instagram account, and Facebook page. Turn with me to Matthew chapter 19. I've been watching this series called One Strange Rock. It talks about the earth. Uh, if you have Netflix or you uh, want to get it, you can watch the whole series on this. But it's very interesting when it talks about how the whole earth is connected to each other. Uh, they, they interviewed this astronaut who actually looks at earth from space. He's, he's, been, he's been in space 166 days. That's pretty cool, right? You know, I, I want to see all the countries, but I'd like to go to space too. Maybe you won't like to go, but I'd like to go. I want, I want to see everything. I want to experience everything. I, I want to see God's creation from outside. I'm like, woo, that's the earth. Take me back home. Anyway, so <laughs> I want to have that kind of experience. But the most amazing thing is that our atmosphere is so thin that we can actually walk out of it. It's pretty cool, right? Uh, places where, I mean, you can go up to Everest and, and, and it's already so thin. You just walk out of it. It's God's created this whole world with so intricate detail. You look at the Amazon, you cannot see the Amazon from space because it's cloud covered because there's a river of cloud that flows from the Amazon thousands of kilometers out into the Andes and hits the Andes and then is turned into a vapor and it becomes rivers and runs into the ocean. But what creates that is the dust of the African desert. Isn't that phenomenal? That something that's a whole different continent has an effect on another continent. The earth is connected as one. This is what the body of Christ. We are part of a body. You understand that God is not interested in lone rangers. God is interested in a body that works together. Every part has a part to play. Every part is part of what that is. Even nature itself speaks of God's goodness. You know, the, the Big Bang Theory is so idiotic and so stupid just call it for what it is. If I take all the bricks of this place and the cement and the water and fly up to the heavens and then drop it out of heaven, you know the Big Bang Theory says by the time it hits the earth, it will be a building with perfect plumbing and perfect electricity. It's like bang. <laughs> yeah, it will be bang on the floor. <laughs> there will be no plumbing, no electricity, no perfect lights, no intricate detail. That thing will go, what goes up must come straight down. You know, spirit of stupidity hit that person. Anyway, so do you understand that? We've got to understand that our universe is so great. So just do this. You know, you did nothing to just to breathe, to get oxygen. Earth itself created that which you are not partaking of. That even in that, I need something else to give me what I need. It's not about me. It's about the body of Christ. You know, all the devil wants to do is get us focused on ourselves. When God is trying to get us focused on the kingdom. Seek first the kingdom. Not my own thing, not my thing, the kingdom. Because from there, he adds everything we need into our life. Everything we need. Because it's based on bigger and this is where we're going today. Matthew 19, from verse 16. Now behold, one came and said, said to him, Good teacher, what good things shall I do that I may have eternal life? So right there, he's asking a good question, right? All the goods are there. It's not the good, the bad, and the ugly. It's the good, the good, and the good. Good teacher, what good thing can I do? And it's a good question. It's a good question. 
He's asking the right question. But I find that a lot of people are asking good questions, but they don't really want the answer. Because if they have to do something, they don't want that answer. They don't, the question they have is like, how can I have all these good things of God? And then the, the thing is, do the commandments. Follow the word. Believe it. Peter just said it at the back. Uh, he was here in the first service. He said, thing dropped in his heart. And you'll read it now. It's because Jesus says to this young man, just follow the law. Now, we're not following the law. It's the obedience to the word. You want the good thing? Obey the word. Whew, that's a bit difficult, right? It's actually very easy. But we don't obey God. We live from a natural point of view to get spiritual answers when it's the opposite of that. Now, just stick with me. We're going to get to that today. He says, yeah. So he said to them, why do you call me good? Jesus is like, he's not even getting to the, to the question. He's going to the motive. Like, why are you flattering me? <laughs> you know, who's been around those kind of things in your life? So I'm like, whoa, you look beautiful. Like, what do you want? Yeah, that's like what kids do with their parents, right? You're small. You like so mooi vandag. What will you What do you want? Like, I know this. And that flattery, you want something. What is the hidden motive of your heart? Why are you saying good? Because what he then goes on to say is a profound piece in the word that I only discovered lately. Is when Jesus says this, he says, No one is good um, but one, and that is God. So what Jesus is, not, Jesus is not saying he's, God, he's not God. He's just saying, do you see me as God? What's your mind? Are, are you seeing deeper? Or are you just seeing some opportunity to get an answer to justify where you're at? Are you trying to live your gospel and not look at the real gospel? You're trying to add that you're the good one. Like, you, I've got it all sorted. I've just got to affirm that I'm the man. Woo! No, that's not just like, why are you here, brother? He goes on, he says, he said to him, Who shall, you shall not murder, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not steal, you shall not bear false witness, honor your father and your mother, and you shall and love your neighbor as yourself. The young man said, all of these I've kept. From my youth, what do I still lack? It's like he just gave his CV. Like, I did it all since I was young. Like, not even like the other day. Like, I've been so good, it's been my whole lifetime. I am next level goodness. Hmm. I've done it all. What do I need? What can you, I like, whatever you name, I've got it. Okay. Yeah, anyway. He says here the following. He says, um, the young man said to him, all this I've kept, what do I lack? Verse 21, Jesus said to him, if you want to be perfect. Ooh, that's a big word, right? Perfection. Go sell what you, have, uh, what you have and give it to the poor and you will have a treasure in heaven and come follow me. He drops it at the end as a call. Come follow me. But he does something he did not to any other disciple. Is he says, every other disciple, he, he didn't ask Peter to sell his business. He didn't ask the Levite to do anything else. He just all within the context of all of these, John, James, Mark, Luke, Mark, Luke, but in the context of all the disciples, is he did the following. He said, just follow me. Leave and come. This one, he says, get rid of everything. Get rid of the thing that keeps you from getting to the point. Get rid of that thing of the natural that is in your life consuming your world because that's where you think you're at. You think because you have something, you've done everything. Now, we've got to understand within keeping the law, there's blessing. 
Stick with me with this. In keeping the law, it said, you'll be blessed going in, blessed coming out. Please correct me if I'm wrong, okay? There was blessing connected. Abraham was blessing. This is a Jewish boy, right? So he's blessed. So he thinks because he's blessed and he has a lot, he's doing right. Jesus says, get rid of all of that that you think you got and just follow me. Because your heart is to affirm what you've got, not what I'm asking you. You think that what you've, you've achieved. Because he says to them, just keep the word. Just keep the law. Obey. Obedience. You see, this person doesn't want to obey. This person is based on what they can do, not what is asked of them. We've got to understand this, is that God isn't always just about keeping you comfortable. We're not serving a comfortable Christianity. Christianity in itself is sacrifice. It's asking you to give your life. So, no, God won't ask that of me. That's too difficult. Ooh. He asked Jesus to die. And that was his first son. What he was going to ask you? <laughs> I'm saying it lightly, but it's in the very context of that. Because he's trying to get us to live from the spirit, not from the flesh. Let's go here. I'm, I'm going to like watch like Chad. Chad's got that whole thing. I'll stop with it. But, but we've got to get context here a little bit. He says, you walk by and not by? Wow. So movement in my life cannot happen from natural sight, touch, feel, senses. You know, Sean, I felt. I know I touched on this before. I'm going to throw it again today. I felt that God was leading me to go. You felt? Did God give you word? Did you, is the Spirit saying was just, no, no, but they're offering me a lot more money going to that business or that company. Did God tell you? No, but it's a lot more money, Sean. You know, God wants me blessed. No, but did God tell you? No, it's a lot more money. Ouch! Amen! God never told you. I walk by faith and not by sight. God is calling His church to a deeper walk in the Spirit. We read the Acts church, and everything we read about them is the Spirit led them, the Spirit led them, the Spirit led them, the Spirit led them. Signs, wonders, miracles. God did wonderful things. They went into all the world. The world was turned upside down. Christianity started with a few men. And how many Christians are there across the world? Whew, today. How many have lived? How much has happened? Wonderful miracles, signs and wonders. But it says, I walk by faith and not by sight. What does faith do? Faith cometh by hearing. And hearing what? Word. It's not natural. Hearing what word? Spiritual word. So the scripture says, taste and see that the Lord is... Well, those two don't go hand in hand, right? Taste and see. So I eat to see. I to see His goodness. I don't taste His goodness. I eat and then I see His goodness. Oh, there's something different here, right? We want to see before we believe. I don't see that scripture in there. I sat one night with a friend of mine years ago and he said, Sure, that scripture, um, God helps those who help themselves. And I said, what? Is this the other scripture? I said, it's not a scripture. Like, where did you get that? 
Like, yeah, faith without deeds is dead. Yeah, that we need to context. But God doesn't help those who help themselves. <laughs> Sometimes you, that's not a scripture. Just as the scripture is seeing is believing is not in the word. It's not in the word. That's the natural seeing. When he says, taste and see that the Lord is good. Taste what? The word. The more I eat the word, the more I see goodness. Let's go back. The more I eat the word, what word? Spiritual word. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. So the more I eat the word, the more. So here it is. By hearing, I eat to see. By hearing, I eat. So I don't eat, yeah. I eat, yeah. That goes, yeah. Jeff chapter 1. With meekness, receive the implanted word of God. So where do I eat? I eat by hearing. Ooh, I take the word. I eat it. I eat it. I, how do I eat it? I eat it. I listen. I hear. I spend time. I meditate. I pray. I read the word. I spend time. I meditate. I pray. I know we wanted like a, the Lord's apathy scriptures. Come to the front. God imparts to you. Vonelik, I've got it all. Now you need to do something. What's that do? That do is not from a works point of view. It's from a desire point of view. The more word I have in my life, and I've seen it throughout history, the more word is in somebody's life, the more joy that person has. The more it sees the goodness, because it's only consumed by what it eats, by what you eat. So I eat by hearing so that I can see the Lord is good. When you're hungry and you go shopping, do you buy the good stuff? Well, it depends on what you see as good, right? Now you buy all the junk because you're hungry. What does the hunger do? The hunger blinds you. Oh, none of you have been like that before. No, you eat before you go shop. No, no, no. You, you know what I do? When I go shopping, I go to the donut counter first. I eat my donut and then I'm okay to shop. <laughs> That's so wrong. <laughs> but it blinds you. When you have eaten and you walk past other food, do you want to eat? Why? Because you are full. You are satisfied. I am fulfilled. The word is full in my life. So when the junk comes, you know, when you've had a good rump, Medium, medium rare. I don't know how you eat yours. A good steak on the fire. Shh. Smell it. Unfortunately, I can't bry today because I've got about a thousand bees inside my bry that I've got to sort out when I go home. A whole swarm came in yesterday. I, was like, I thought a chopper had landed when I looked my window. Oh my goodness. Shh, just bees. Like, I can't bry. So I'll share with my, my bride desire with you right now. <laughs> That steak on the fire, fresh bread. Oh, you've had some good bread this morning. But when you've had that, had a good salad, good meat, and you drive past McDonald's, you have no desire for McDonald's, right? Because you don't eat junk food because you've had good food. I don't eat the false gospel or no gospel. I eat good gospel because I know who I am. I've got the Word of God in my life. I know that I know that I know that I'm righteous. I'm healed. I'm saved. When the devil, I got so much healing scriptures, and when it starts knocking on my door, I don't have to go and look for the healing scriptures. I've been reading it. Whew. 
I know what God says in His Word. He says, do you want to be perfect? Get rid of the stuff that's natural and follow me. Get rid of the stuff that's your source. Get rid of the things that's getting you distracted. Get rid of the things that's occupying the fullness of your heart and follow me. Get rid of the stuff in your life that's consuming your time when God wants all your time. You're consumed with everything else and it gives you temporal joy. It's a moment. It's not the fullness. It's when I'm seeking Him, when I'm spending time with Him, when I've been in His presence, that it is the very thing that when it comes to me, it cannot touch me because I'm in His presence. Like, I'm, a, ooh, you know, a drunk guy doesn't have much troubles. He causes trouble, but doesn't have much trouble. Couldn't care, he's bold suddenly. Like, he can speak what he wants. You tell him, hey, you've got to pay your bills tomorrow. Like, really? He says, <laughs> they are not drunk as you suppose, but they are filled. With the Spirit. Scripture, they read this one. It's like laughter filled their mouths. Joy. It says, the joy of the Lord is my strength. I eat by hearing, so I see. I eat by hearing. Now I see He's good. He's good. Like, no, where's God? No, all I can see is His goodness. Why? Because I've been eating of His goodness. I've been having the word in my life. I've been speaking the word in my life. I've been declaring the word in my life. You know, this is why he starts off is that you find a lot of people are from a natural point of view trying to change their mindset. Romans chapter 12 is in the word. You are changed by what? The renewing of your mind. So we try and do a lot of things to get this thing sorted out. But if you need this sorted out, you've got to sort out this. Because the heart will change the mind. The more there is in the heart. Because a mental capacity, a mental understanding of that is not going to give you breakthrough. If I say be anxious for nothing, oh, in your natural capacity, you're going to be anxious. Before you know it, there's another thing, there's another thing, there's another thing. But when I am in the Spirit, I don't have, I'm not anxious. When I'm lying under the power of God, when I'm worshiping, anxiety leaves. It's the opposite of what natural says. Natural says you quote all the I am's, get all the positive thinking. You can listen to um, Tony Robbins till, till, you, till you are Tony Robbins. Just get everything of every motivational guy that you can probably think out there. Pastor, um, what's that? Uh, the hip hop pastor, fantastic guy as a child of God. Phenomenal stuff that he says. But if you take it all from a natural point of view, it will never ever change you. Because you're trying to do it in the flesh. You're trying to build yourself up. You're trying to be, you're trying to change this thing from a natural point of view, when he says you walk by faith and not by sight. He's calling us to a deeper. He's calling us to a Where are you seated? In heavenly place. I've got to operate from there. But if I don't understand how that works, if I don't speak that language, I've got to practice that language. You don't just supernaturally get it. I'm not talking about Christianese. Bless you, brother. Hallelujah. Amen. If it's God's will. You know, you find a lot of people can say all these beautiful things. They even got a sound in their voice. When they start talking about these deep things of God. God. Not even the God. <laughs> not even that kind. They just get so deep. But it's all natural. 
It's got no spiritual depth. It's got no spiritual depth in what it is. I'm not talking about that language. I'm talking about the language of the word. That I know what's written. It says, I'm healed. It says right there, devil. Can you read? Oh, sorry, you can't read. You didn't pass grade one. I see the devil's dumb. He can't read. But I can read. And when I read spiritual words, it becomes spiritual life to me. I'm seeking life in it. So many times he said to them, you read the scriptures, try to find, but you're supposed to find me. I'm seeking him. 2 Corinthians 3.18, beholding in a mirror. Beholding in a mirror. What do I see in a mirror? I see me. So when I start seeing him in me, that's when it starts changing. When I know how one I am with him. When I know that I'm walking, he's walking with me. That he'll never leave me and he'll never forsake me. That I don't have to be anxious about anything. That I know he guides me. I'm listening to him. I'm actually spending time with him. It's more valuable time with him than anything else. When I start putting that at my highest level of priority. You know, when you leave your cell phone at home, you turn around and drive to get it. If that is the priority of what it is with God, what will we do? My time with Him is, sorry, I have a 7 o'clock meeting with God. I cannot go out tonight. We are praying together as a family. And you invite a few friends over and say, guys, we're going to have communion on Tuesday night. You guys want to come over? I'm not talking about a meal. We're going to have communion Friday night. You guys come, I'm not talking about a, uh, a Shabbat. I'm not getting Jewish now. In the context of... <laughs> Almost made a joke now. Let's rather leave that alone. <laughs> yeah, Peter, Peter got a great idea for a wonderful t shirt. Uh, <laughs> the left behind t shirt. <laughs> so it's a little cartoon and a point to the left behind. So we'll do the left behind t shirt. Let's When it becomes a, th- a priority. The priority of spending time in the Word. Like, ah, sorry, I, we're going to do this. And like, you know, by grace we can, we can override that thing. No, 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 grace is not. It's more priority to spend time with Him. To spend time as a family. To believe God. To start getting the Word in. What does God say? How does God say? What's the prophetic Word He said over my life? Have you written it down? Are you praying it over your life? Are you declaring what God said? How many of you have prophetic Word over your life? I'm not going to ask you to put your hand up, but hopefully you've got it written down. Hopefully you're quoting it daily to yourself so you know what it is. You don't have to remind God. Please, guys, we don't have to remind God of His Word. God is the Word. It's to remind myself of His Word. It's to remind myself what God has said. That God says that He will never leave me and He will never forsake me. Do I have something against entertainment and against sport and against television? No. But in the week, I had a conversation with Adele's dad, from Dan, who's been in ministry many, many, many years. And he quoted to me a statement out of the Welsh revival. You know, when the glory of God hit Wales, it turned a nation upside down. They closed all the movie houses. They 
Um, they closed all the bars. They had to take the donkeys out of the mines because nobody was swearing at the donkeys anymore, so the donkeys could not work. They didn't know any other language. They had to change the donkeys to Christian donkeys. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. It was so powerful. Whew. Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> that even to, whew, I'm just like. And the man said the following, and Dan told me this. He said, hmm. <laughs> I'm really trying to focus right now. He said, when they put their agenda aside, God brought them revival. This man comes to Jesus and says, what must I do to be good? Wrong question. The question is, where do you want me to go? Can I come right now? Can I be at you right now? All I want is you. I couldn't care about my wealth. I couldn't care about it. All I want is you, Jesus. Well, I want us you. When that's the desire of this generation, we will see God's glory fill South Africa. Not based on a prayer meeting in Bloemfontein. I've got, nothing, I've got nothing against that. Not based on weird guys doing weird teachings from all over Africa. That's not it. Not based on fake resurrections or any of these weird stuff. Real, true Christians who are seeking Jesus. Who are seeking that more than anything else. And I, and I want to be... Really honest with this, I love sport. I really do love sport. But sport is not my God. I couldn't care if the Springboks won the World Cup. I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. I really care about Jesus touching our nation. My joy is not connected to the box winning a game. Oh, my God. Please, and I don't want to knock you on that. It's wonderful. It's awesome. If you love sport, great. I couldn't care what soccer team you are screaming for. I couldn't care. But we cannot sit in a stadium screaming at some sort of rugby team doing something when people are dying around us. We've got to get serious about our generation. Joshua and Caleb walked right into the promised land and said, Hey, let's take it. But the others were like, You know what? I don't think I'm dressed for the day. I don't think this, they are a bit big, these boys. And God waited for that entire generation to die out and get to a generation that was serious about him. Watch sport, do. I love to watch sport. I love it. I'm trying to talk about a priority. Something that is of greater value to me than anything else. All the others are secondary. Do you remember the ad? Red Row? Red Row, fish based. Yeah, Red Row. What's your dog's name? Red Row. What's your bird's name? Wedwo. Why? Because I love Wedwo. What's his name? Jesus. What's his name? Jesus. It's all Jesus. It's just Jesus. It's Jesus. It's Jesus. It's like that's always the right answer. Jesus. It's just Jesus. Because he's the highest priority of everything else and everything else is secondary. It's lesser value. It has lesser influence on my life. It has lesser influence. When we as a church can get that. And we see a young man sit in a court case where his brother got killed in a, in a very bad racial 
situation in the United States. And he looks at the woman and he says, I forgive you and I don't even want you to go to prison. He gets up and gives her a hug. Now people have statements that like, why should she get a hug? Because she's white. Why this? Why that? I couldn't care if she's white, black, green or purple. I'm looking at a young man who operates in something different than whatever the color was. He says, I forgive you. The world needs to see something that they've not seen before. Like, who is this that forgives murderers? He forgave me. I was deserving of death. No, I don't forgive that one. I don't forgive that one. Are you crazy? Stop wasting time. Forgive and move on. Move on. We want to see the glory of God fill the earth. There's something of this generation that we've got to say, God, we want you more than anything else. We want you more. We need you. We need you in this generation. I need you in my life. I'm not looking at what I have or don't have, what is happening with the Joneses or not. I need you. I need you more than the air I breathe. Holy Spirit, the glory of God. Glory. I'm tired of cancer killing people. I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm tired of it. We've had enough. We need to start believing that this church is cancer-free. Our family is cancer-free. The city is cancer-free. Can we believe for that? Jesus paid for it, didn't he? Too many of our friends and family died. Somewhere we've got to say, whoa, enough. It's got to stop. We've got to move on to maturity. We've got to see God's glory in the shop. We've got to see God's glory in my car, God's glory in my house, God's glory in my office. Like, what is up with you? You are so joyous. You're happy all the time. <laughs> what pill are you on? The gospel. <laughs> I'll give you a prescription. <laughs> Stand still. You know then when the Jesus movement happened in the sixties, it shifted the United States upside down. Thousands of young people came to get saved. They were baptizing them in the hundreds, in the rivers, in the oceans. It, was, yeah, it ended the entire hippie movement. Mark my words today. I want to give you two prophetic words. Terrorism is going to end with the great revival in our generation. But if it's not the concern of your heart, why would God do it? Because you're busy with your agenda. My prayers are not for me anymore. My prayers are terrorism has got to end. Gangsterism has got to end. Addiction has got to end. Human slavery. Come on, slavery has got to end. Human trafficking has got to end. 
but it starts with each one of us. I'm dancing another statement. It says, fixing the world doesn't start from the outside. It's an inside job. It's us. It's we that say, my prayers are more powerful. I'm praying against human trafficking. I'm praying against that. I'm Lord, I'm trusting that some radical revival is coming. The revival of love that goes the opposite against terrorism. Why can't God save some of the political leaders in our nation? Why not? Have you stopped believing? You know that my uncle, my dad's youngest brother, I do believe God saved because me and my sister were radical on our prayers for him. Every single Sunday we prayed for him. We went out and said, pray for our uncle. He needs to get saved. Pray for our uncle. He needs to get saved. So when he died, many years ago, he died saved. Gave his life to Jesus. Totally turned upside down. Inside out. We believed for his healing, but that didn't come. But his salvation was fixed. Because we radically went after it. How can we go radically after Cyril Ramaphosa? Julius Malema. How about him standing up and saying, I just gave my life to Jesus. Paul did that. Paul, right throughout history. Go read Acts. Read how he influenced political leaders. How the, the gospel went through to those nations. If the Prime Minister of Australia can get up at a Hillsong conference and speak about his belief in God and his own salvation, then what about South Africa? But have we forgotten who we serve? Are we again from the realm of the natural or do we walk by faith? Do we believe our economy will rise, not for and based of us, but because God wants this nation to see revival? The problems of this nation is not solved through a political party. It's solved through the gospel of Jesus Christ. The true gospel preached unto all. The glory of God filling the streets, every place, every church, everything. But it starts with us, Peter. It starts with each one of us saying, hey, I need it. I'm desiring it more than my Springboks winning the World Cup. Say that again. Am I myself or am I Christ to the world? Am I myself or am I Christ to the world? Do we believe it? You're right there where you sit. Don't you want to just close your eyes for a moment? Just drink in the presence right now. I know we've gone a little bit over time. But do we desire this more? Even if we watch overtime on a soccer match or a rugby match or something else, we're willing to go the distance in a three-hour movie. But Lord, we desire you more than we desire anything else. More than the lunch we're waiting for, more than anything else, we desire you to move in our nation. We desire you to move in our life. We desire cancer to be the grip of cancer in the world to be broken. We desire it more, more than anything else. I desire your presence more than anything else. Shangundelamo, so yes, it. Vulebaba Sebrevetu, no more, yes, shy as soon.
Jesus. 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 Every word contrary to the word of God is getting dissolved right now in the spirit. See, just like a, a tablet that's thrown into water and dissolves in the water. Right now in this moment, there's some of you sitting with word from a doctor, word from, from, the, from the bank manager, or word, words that are spoken opposite and contrary to that which God has said. I want to tell you today, God says it is dissolving right now. Those words that hold, it has that little bit of fear it wants to drop in your spirit. Here today, God says it is finished. It is dissolved. It has no effect on your life. We're going to see the opposite of it. We're going to see breakthrough. We're going to see healing. We're going to see deliverance. We're going to see salvation. You say, well, I don't know if they're going to get saved. They're going to get saved. That business deal is going to come through. That business will succeed. Your children will be saved. Your body will be healed. We believe. We believe. Your glory, Lord. Every word country dissolved right now in the name of Jesus. 
in the name of Jesus. Your body, that pain in your body right now. We just believe right now for healing in everybody's body. Those who have pain right in this moment, we thank you that pain is dissolved right now. It's leaving right now in Jesus' name. Healed, 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 healed. In the name of Jesus. 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 second word I had that God gave me about this church, about people in this church, about what God's about to do in our nation. He says, I'm going to make you like Joseph to the nations. And I'm going to create in you a storehouse based on my source and my supply that you will be a blessing to multiple nations across the world. Multiple nations across the world. There's some Josephs in this house that God is raising up. That for your family and your family's family, the extended family, you will be a blessing. A blessing, a blessing, a blessing, a blessing. God is opening greater doors and greater things because He's entrusted you with a greater sense of authority and responsibility upon your life. I've word for a few people quickly and then we're going to end if you can just stick with me for a, for a moment just feel what God just needs, wants to speak to a few people and just affirm my brother this moment this day the contrary of what is in front of you is turning the contrary is turning you will be amazed at what God's about to do in the rest of this year going into next year i see like a contract a, a, an opposite of what it is because when you look into the mirror you'll see nothing with of that in the mirror it will be totally different totally thing because turn your eyes away from it turn your eyes from where you are at into what god is saying because it's a new season a new day for you the opposite is about to happen the opposite is just goodness the opposite is breakthrough because it's where you thought you slipped god says i'm telling you higher picking you up higher i'm about to do great things through you you know god's word you know god's heart you hear his voice there's moments where you thought am i even hearing you you know his voice you know his presence and he's going to take you deeper into that to a new season of that make sense okay bless you bless you bless you bless you bless you bless you or two. I really felt this, this in the last couple of months 
It's like a stir in the spirit of what God has for you and your family, for you guys. There's a stir, there's a growth, there's a desire in you for deeper and more and be able to do more than what you can. It feels like I see like like you feel your arms are, are it's loose, but it's not where you want it to be. God says you're stepping into a season where I'm gonna loose your arms, where I'm gonna create what you wanna, the prayers of your heart, the desires of your heart, some outstanding word upon you guys as a family. It's time for that. But you're pushing through. That's why I'm prophesying over you for you guys as a family. Because you're the head. God said this body is moving into a new season. New season of breakthrough, new season of spiritual understanding, of, of finances, of so many different things upon your life that's in that season of it. Where you will see more than enough. But as you tend your ear to it, God says, I'm going to show you. Turn left, turn right, take this, leave that as it goes. And it will grow to a height where you'll be amazed at what God has provided and still going to provide within your life. Okay. Bless you guys. Bless you guys. It's a strange word, but I want to prophesy as it is. But for the four of you, I almost see like two two cars in a in a in a dice. Yeah, from, I'm over, I'm over here. I see like two cars dicing. It's like you are. I see them in the spirit. It's like just as the one is ahead, the other one gets there, and the one is ahead. And there's a dual thing in the spirit that God's about to release. It's like a quickening. Of something that has been holded that's been holding it's like holding but it's going to be so explosive it's going to be like two cars like you're going whoa i'm in front of you look no i've got it whoa yeah it's me it's like that in the spirit i can almost hear that shouting i hear like that that excitement about that expansive growth that supernatural breakthrough that's about to come but it's like god's doing it in both your lives this connection and it's like this enjoyment of what that is in the season that you're walking into it's really literally that fast moving it's like that fast and the furious man it's just a, it's going to be fast and furious <laughs> i hear those words it's going to be fast and furious next level v8 kind of stuff man supercharged <laughs> i have a word for you yeah with the the glasses yeah yeah Jamie straps I feel like there's an like God is um, you know when you wrap a gift you take time to wrap a gift you cut the paper you cut this maybe maybe that's just I see wrapping a gift but you wrap it perfectly and you put it in a box and it's perfect uh, or you put the, the box inside and it's wrapped in it and when it gets to a place where it needs to open you find certain people who really take time to unwrap it and then you find people like me that the wrapping paper is too long I need to rip it off because I want to see what's inside that's what God's gonna do in your life there's a revealing an opening like a like you the, your future what the things you desire the things that you feel like I'm not certain I'm not sure it's like some of it is like hidden I'm, I, I can't see clearly how my life is played out or what God's got for me or what my future is God says he's got a perfect future for you he's got the perfectness of what it is and, and every concern and worry you have just put that aside but he's drawing you closer to him 
And don't be concerned about that. God knows what he's doing. Trust him in that. Okay? Does it make sense? I get one or two more. Uh, my brother, right there at the back, you're touching your face like this. Yeah, yeah. Will you, will you stand for me? Just because you're far, and I don't want, I want you to see me. Yeah. I, I, I really felt this morning as I saw you that you've been facing many closed doors. Many closed doors. It's like, you, sometimes you're just like, okay, is there another one, another door being closed? Does that make sense? I believe that that is about to change in your life. And God wants you to know. He knows your heart. He knows your prayers. He knows you. Just trust Him in it. Seek Him more than you seek the job. And you'll see what God will do in your life. It's right there. It's right at the moment. Don't get discouraged by the closed doors. It's about a breakthrough in your life. Okay? Bless you, brother. Bless you, bless you, bless you. Bless you, bless you, bless you. Will you stand with me quickly? Let's stand. We pray for many things today. We believed for many things today. And if you're home today, we're going to end with that. And if you're home today and you've been praying for some stuff, send us your prayer requests. We'll pray with you. We pray that God will do something supernatural. And I thank you for watching us this morning. May you be blessed. May you have a wonderful day. Thanks for tuning in. Bless you. Thank you for listening to this message. For more information about Kingdom Light Church and upcoming local and international events, please follow our Facebook page, Instagram account, or visit our website at www.kingdomlightchurch.co.za.